0: In this week's edition of Farmers Inside Track, we're catching up with trendsetter Edward Kharose, an award-winning Limpopo-based entrepreneur that invented the unconventional sweet potato drinking yogurt.
1: And in our entrepreneurship slot, Najwa Ali Edris, head of the Jobs Fund, speaks exclusively to Farmers Inside Track about their successful sugarcane development initiative with Tonga Dulet. Supporting farmers in kwazulu Natal, Adris is adamant that Mzanzi's farmers are resilient and will overcome the COVID-19 crisis.
0: We are inspired by 21-year-old Northwest farm owner Zepi Solekabe. He says a Food for Mzanzi article about his journey has helped him set up new business deals with other farmers in Mzanzi.
1: And this week we are reading in the driving seat, Lessons in Leadership. By Brian Putorius, this book gives us a rare insight into what it means to do business in South Africa and how a South African business leader can navigate all of our country's complexities.
0: We're also excited about our new weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the market with agricultural economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. He will highlight the latest price movements and expectations for the coming week. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food for
2: Zanzi, Inspiration for your business and life. From
0: South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey South Africa, welcome to episode 30 of Food for Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. My name is Dawn Numdu. I am the editor of South Africa's leading agricultural news and lifestyle publication and joining me is journalist Duncan Masiwa.
1: Hey Dawn, great to be here again. I must admit the past week was crazy but a highlight for me was definitely when Toko de Diza, the Minister of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development joined us on Farmers Inside Track for an exclusive interview with Food for Zanzi's co-founder Ivor Price.
0: That's right, Duncan. Definitely some food for thought from the minister, and I hope our farmers enjoyed it. We've got another exciting lineup today, but first up, it's over to you, Duncan and Edward Harose, an award-winning Limpopo-based entrepreneur that invented a sweet potato drinking yogurt.
1: Edward, thank you for joining us here on the Farmers Inside Track podcast. I have to say I'm quite excited to be chatting with you today. Your agricultural journey is well documented and of course on Food from Zanzi as well. But for those who might not have heard about you, you are the creator of South Africa's First ever sweet potato drinking yogurt. Tell us a bit about this product and how exactly did it come to be?
3: Thank you, my man. That is true. We produce our very own unique healthy yogurt with the sweet potatoes. Before we used to call it sweet potato yogurt, but currently we call it yogurt pork yogurt is a yogurt made out of the sweet potatoes it's been quite a journey because you know sweet potato yogurt it's a very unique yogurt using the sweet potatoes as the main ingredient so the journey was not really easy due to the fact that it it was a new product that was never seen before in the country. Even go laboratories where they have to taste the product and test it also. There was always a little bit of challenges there and there. But then I knew this product is the right product, It's a healthy product. Somehow even the food technologists were a little bit confused. Or, what the hell is this? So this guy, he just woke up early in the morning and mix whatever is mixing and send it to us just like that Our oh, man yogurt made out of sweet potatoes okay let's just give it a try yeah indeed i did took it to the laboratory university of limpopo the name of the laboratory is limpopo Agro food station that is where the product was fully tested and developed there and there just to meet the standards so yeah the sweet potato yogurt is there on the market and it's doing quite well, even though I'm not yet happy about the pace that uh, it is moving, due to the fact that at this moment, Nengarata like all over South Africa. Every single corner. Kaujiga nje, the sweet potato yogurt, which is now called the Potter yoga.
1: Now, you have, of course, introduced your innovative product to many markets already. You even had the opportunity to exhibit them in China, in Egypt, and in Tanzania. Now, with a name like Sweet Potato Drinking Yogurt, I'm sure you must get a few raised eyebrows every now and then. What is the first reaction you get when when you introduce your product to people?
3: Every time when I introduce this product to, to the public like they don't even take you seriously like what the hell are you talking about the sweet potato yogurt can you explain a little bit are you saying you're using the sweet potatoes to make the yogurt or you have a yogurt that contains the sweet potatoes what is happening What is happening? please explain some will even tell you hey hey hey, hey. Don't just come up here with your (laughs) play games because we know very well there is no such thing. How the sweet potatoes will never make yogurt, and some will even tell you, you know what? Now, now we don't even like the sweet potatoes. We don't even want to taste it. Or you will even beg people to taste. Imagine guys please just give it a try just just taste a, a little bit so sometimes it came to a point whereby i even like well okay guys okay I, I can see or you are not really sure you gonna like someday you will not even pay attention right this guy's playing games how can yogurt contain the sweet potatoes or how best can sweet potatoes make yogurt so you'll end up saying okay guys here is a deal name i'm offering you one unit for free to taste. You're going to taste this this one bottle. If you don't like it, then you're not going to pay for it. But if you like it, then you're going to pay double the price. <laughs> that is when they start to react differently. Then someone say, Ah, I know. Let's just try it. Let's just let's just try it. But then the reaction after they just taste it, it become absolutely something else it's more like i don't even know what those guys they were busy imagining because their actions become totally different we never expect this thing to taste like this this is so great what did you put in to turn things to be like this because normally we don't like the sweet potatoes and now they taste so 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 nice but then deal is a deal I need double the price. (laughs) But so but then it's more like most of the South Africans actually, majority of them, they act the other way around when you tell them about the sweet potatoes. I don't know how they view the sweet potatoes, but then it's more like they take the sweet potatoes as a lot less vegetable of some sort, whereby they don't even have faith or trust or whatever in the sweet potatoes. But then, the minute they start to taste it, and I explain the, the health benefit of the sweet potatoes, that is a time whereby they begin to take everything seriously. Up to this point, I can realize sorry, majority of the people, we don't really know what we are eating. We don't know what. Dinali ink and what are the vitamins of whatever we are consuming? It's more like majority of us, we don't even care. If it's able, we just focus on the taste. The nutritional part, that is where we get it wrong always. Because it's more like we avoid nutritional vegetables and fruits and entertain the ones that they contain less. Nutrition always, because the reaction that I always get ah is something, something else. You go to China, you go to Egypt, you go to Tanzania, they all act differently. But they will always tell you, ah, we, maturity, we have the sweet potatoes. But then, ah, we just use the sweet potatoes just for breakfast, We never thought the sweet potatoes can be so, 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 so a healthy according to the way you explain it to us then after you explain then some they they show some interest and buy more you know like some they think they need to plant more sweet potatoes some because it's more like now I'm teaching them guys we even have different varieties of the sweet potatoes. Doesn't how possible no we have green, we have red, we have orange, we have white there are so many varieties then we came oh we were not even aware not, you know, we only know the red ones and the, the 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 orange ones only so some people they develop that passion yeah you to buy into the agricultural space because oh there is a potential in this uh agriculture so majority of but following, I meet them but let that thing yeah on agricultural space some day start to think what they can process yeah but, 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 but they become so happy majority as yes, if like they were a little bit challenged and they also want to participate in that space
1: now Edward I get a sense that you are quite invested when it comes to promoting and marketing your brand and your product as well because in 2017 you participated in a show called Making Moves on SABC1 where you won 50,000 rand and then you also entered another competition uh, through ShopRite where you won 70,000 rand. Would you say that it is important for agripreneurs to enter startup competitions like these and perhaps why?
3: When it comes to business name it is very important to market whatever you are you are selling or the service that you are providing it is very 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 important now I prefer the challenges most of the time that is why I always prefer to compete that is why I always enter each and every competition that I come through as long as a competition that I qualify then I make no mistake. I take advantage and compete. And you know, it is very nice because when you compete, you know what to expect. It's either you lose or you win but then you need to understand corner camera competition what are they looking for in terms of let's say making moves for example ne? you know very well those guys they are having 50 grand which they need to invest into someone's business you must check what what are they looking for which simply mean okay those guys they have 50 grand which simply means pitching you must play around that 50 grand then that is whereby you can spend a very good chance of being shortlisted because it is very 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 important because the little that you can win you can use it to improve your business is either you improve your branding is either you buy smaller equipment to increase your production capacity the competence are very 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 important like even though I was complaining but then since COVID COVID pandemic there is no competition at all and some of us we are banking with those competitions because we know <laughs> Department of Agriculture it youth competition nationally and provincially. So I can't fail provincially and fail nationally. How possible is that? If I fail provincially, surely maybe go district or go municipal level, I can try my luck. So it is very, 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 very important because with the winnings I got, I managed to buy small and equipment that gives a minimum increase the production capacity. So let me just encourage this, our, our fellow agripreneurs and all the startups to take part because each and every time whereby you see a competition just compete just compete and tell yourself you are going to win no matter when Zagalan. and you will win as long as we are strategic and you focus then it's very easy win. so it is very, 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 very important to take part. Because if there is a competition, surely we're a So if you want a competition and I say, ah, no nah, it's competition, no, nah, it's energy. Then you're missing a your point. You're missing a your point. Don't be afraid to compete. Even if you lose, but somewhere, somehow, you will learn something along the competition. Surely you... Even if you don't get the prize money or whatever, prize, the effect of the category, you will be recognized. You will be recognized if it is a TV show, but then you didn't win. There are millions of people who are watching that, whatever, if it's making moves, you know very well, already. it is on air go SABC, there are more than a million people watching. You'll never know some people they need to invest some people need there are so many things happening the investors the angel investors whatever whatever so okay there so many things cannot participate the price will ever say it doesn't I even tailoring every at the end of the day you will fall matter because how competition you go is abc you show sure, your show sure, you're sure more than a million people are watching the investors are watching the the, the potential customers are watching so even matters just don't know shortlist you and you just to be part of those competitions so it is very important for the startups just to take part no matter you lose or you win as long as we can just be happy.
1: Edward, one of the challenges that a lot of entrepreneurs are faced with is the fear of failing. Have you at any point feared failing as an entrepreneur? And how did you overcome or navigate around those kinds of negative thinking?
3: In life, we know very well or it's either we pass or we fail, or we win or we lose. So it is very important to test ourselves. Don't fail to test yourself. It's either you're going to make it or not make it. But then, if you fail, you must not be discouraged. If you fail, just check which part went wrong. Then, you can be able to improve that part. Let me give you an example in my case. Né? My product failed several times, five times collaboratively. But I never lose hope because this thing, this product of mine, this is the right thing. Even though at the lab they were a little bit like they were not even sure. But after the first results they gave me, after the first batch to be tested, they showed me, you know what, this product failed because of one, two, three, four, five. Go and improve on these factors. Then I was not discouraged at all because I knew if I need to be perfect, I must know my weaknesses. Then I went back home. And work on those issues they have highlighted and take it back again and still fail. They showed me okay, at least you have improved on this part only. Three, four, five, six, they're still the same. Try one, two, three, four. Then I went back again. Five times. we five. It was the time Mogi Huljung right or then it was now certified to be safe for immunocumption. consumption. should pay it to yogurt. So it was not an easy journey but I was not discouraged because when you know which part you must improve on or try to rectify, it is very much better compared to someone who doesn't know where to improve or where to start. So it's either we try or we fail to try. The power is in our hands especially youth it is very important just to try we, we must try everything even though no i i need to introduce new product range of the sweet potatoes i'm not going to be discouraged i know there is no sweet potato wine but i know soon it must be on the market it must be available i am the one who must produce it that sweet potato will never make alcoholic whatever whatever as long as that was never tried before or as long as i have never tried it then there's no way in which we can delay it to be impossible that is not going to happen whatever came into your mind implement after implementation you'll get the results it's either your pass or you fail if you fail check which part went wrong now you know hurry can improve in more so it is very much important just just to start with whatever you have it is very important to start small then when you scale up which factors can you focus much better on for you to be able to just to improvement just to improve so let's not be discouraged by whatever come into our heads or whatever, then the future is so bright outside. So as long as we are willingness that we might have inside us, you the everything. Simple as that.
1: Now, Edward, we of course know that the outbreak of the coronavirus has been impacting businesses significantly. How has it affected your agribusiness? And perhaps tell us what you've been up to in the first two levels of the lockdown period.
3: Number one, you have a lot of orders. Number two, you have raw material to be processed. Number three, no movements allowed. Number four, majority of the people, they are at home. Number five, all the expos that we prepared for, postponed. Number six, all the flea markets also postponed. Then how are we going to make money? Because some of the us we depend more on these outdoor activities because that is where we meet new clients that is where we meet potential investors that is where we make new connections and everything but then now we are forced to stay at home we have plenty of raw material we have a lot of orders no chance to meet with people like we used to do before rental money rent need to be paid because we are using we have listed spaces there are so many things and yeah indeed uh, the COVID 19 it challenged us fully 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 but then on the other side it gave us an opportunity or a chance to focus more in fact for us not to be really affected in future what can we do or how best can we try to turn things around? Which business model can work better if we come across this kind of situation in future? Game make like limit, we need to strategize. We need to always have uh, the emergency... division, The um, emergency turnaround strategies in case we come across this kind of challenge we experienced imagine in my case the sweet potatoes i had plenty of the the sweet potatoes so now i can't process like i can't even move then i was like okay you know what i have to do i must wash these sweet potatoes peel them nicely and put these things to the fridge so that i can have the frozen sweet potatoes instead of throwing them away so it was just an idea. And I took few, sliced them, put them in a deep freezer, and just to see the reaction. And I can tell you, Jorge, that can be the new product that our customers can look for in future. Because <laughs> always when you have a lot of raw material, not store, you must always come up with a way just to minimize the costs. Because already you have raw material already, and you cannot throw it away just like that. So I can say COVID-19 the impact was negative, but somewhere, somehow, it gave us enough time to focus on the working strategy still ring we can implement in future just to grow our businesses.
1: Right now, if you haven't heard, we have a new feature on Farmers Inside Track podcast where I get to ask you two questions. That are unrelated to agriculture, Edward. I hope you're ready because here I go. Question one: What is your favorite animal sound? And give us an example.
3: <laughs> um, I think maybe a cow. Uh, you know the, the cow. It goes like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay here we go next question would you rather eat a can of dog food or a can of cat food
3: (laughs) think a can of dog food maybe it can taste better somewhere somehow maybe it can contain meat (laughs) compared to a can of cat food I cannot take food, I no, 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 no. It might contain. <laughs> I let me not say it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Edward. I'm really inspired by your story, positive energy, and your outlook on life is infectious. Stay tuned. Next up, I'm connecting with Najwa Ali Edris, the head of the Jobs Fund in an exclusive interview. She's celebrating their successful sugarcane development initiative with Tongard Hewlett supporting farmers in KwaZulu-Natal. Najwa, it's great to have you join us on Farmers Inside Track. I know that the Jobs Fund was established in 2011 to co-finance new and innovative approaches to job creation in South Africa. But maybe we can start by you telling us how it all works and what the Jobs Fund does.
2: Don, thank you very much for having me on the program. Yes, as you said, we established in 2011. It was in response to the very high levels of unemployment that we have in our country, and government decided that it must partner with others. It didn't have all the solutions, and so we thought that we should put out a challenge to South Africa and ask them to tell us what are the best ways to create jobs in our country? What is the best way to respond to the unemployment crisis? And we were really looking for innovation in that. So what we do is we operate as a challenge fund, we open up calls for proposals, we invite the market to respond, and we accept proposals from across all economic sectors. When we receive those applications, we go through a competitive process, So when we evaluate these applications, we look for sustainability, we look for value for money, we look for innovation, and we look for additionality. So that is really the competitive criteria against which projects must perform. And to date, we've had eight funding rounds. We have a very sizable um, agriculture portfolio. In fact, we had a dedicated funding round just to agriculture because we believe that Agriculture can offer us an opportunity for job creation. It can be labour intensive. To date, we have in more than a billion rand of grant that has been allocated to various agriculture.
0: Just in terms of some of the agricultural projects the Jobs Fund is running, I'm aware that farming communities in three districts of KwaZulu Natal have also benefited from the successful implementation of the sugarcane development initiative. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that project.
2: We partnered with Tongard Hewlett, and some key highlights from that project has been that more than 3,000 jobs have been created through the project. About 82 million rand has been distributed directly to beneficiaries in the past four production seasons. That is a significant amount, and it excludes the wage earnings that has been generated by the project. A total of 10,000, almost 11,000 hectares of sugarcane was planted made up of both dry land and irrigated sugarcane. We've seen that as a really successful partnership. Tongard, you know, they have mills. They didn't have sufficient throughput in the mills, but as you know, they didn't have access to land. The communities had access to land, but didn't necessarily have the farming inputs that's required, the technical support, the finances, the access to market. And so by bringing a private sector partner Together with the community, we have seen a very positive relationship unfold with positive spin-offs for the community. But key to all of that was really Tongkot working very closely with the community in the initiation of the project, understanding what the community requirements are, understanding what is existing in that community, and then partnering in a real meaningful way with the community. So from that perspective, we think that the project has been successful. It's a leasehold model. It is successful because both parties need each other in this relationship.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic has also really impacted job creation and access to jobs within the country, with many South Africans losing, being retrenched and not being as job secure as they used to be. How do you see projects like the Sugarcane Development Initiatives and other projects sort of being the saving grace in this time? Well, I think,
2: for example, as I said, we've got this project with Tonga got another sugar project with Akwanzi, and we have another sugar project with Ilovo. And in all of these different models, right, they have components, for example, with Ilovo, there's been a savings component as part of that project. And that has assisted the farmers to use that when they need to do new plantings. So in building, in agriculture, things take a long time. You need a couple of seasons. By having partnerships that are meaningful, that provide the right type of inputs, provide the right type of support, and staying with the farmers and walking the journey with them, I think when you have those types of partnerships, then it is able to sustain the farmers beyond COVID-19. Even in respect of the jobs fund, what we have done is that we we have asked all our projects How is the pandemic impacting on them? Lots of them have come back and said, our cash flows have been constrained. There's fluctuation in prices. Exports and imports have been affected. Access to market has been affected. In identifying the farmers' pain points, the jobs fund has actually stepped in to assist these beneficiaries with bridging finance, assisting them to manage their cash flows better so that they can actually weather the storm. And I think essentially it is about partnerships and it's about partnerships that
0: are sustainable and that are mutually beneficial. Najra, you mentioned that many of your projects are still ongoing. Has there been any hindrances in terms of you being able to do your work at the Jobs Fund in light of COVID-19? Dawn, you know, we were very fortunate. We anticipated
2: COVID-19 and the possible implications. And so before the lockdown, we were able to process and work. We can all do from home. All my staff have been given the necessary equipment to be able to work from home. And so the only difference in our work life now is that we're sitting at home and we might be in our pajamas or hopefully not in our pajamas. But work is continuing and Over a short period during the month of May, we processed more than 20 applications for COVID 19 assistance to our projects and have allocated in excess of another 200 million Rand to assist our projects to weather this particular storm. And through that, we're reaching around about 78,000 beneficiaries. So we've been fortunate. We have been able to anticipate, be proactive, and we continue working from home now.
0: And in terms of the way forward, just in closing, Nadja, How do you see all of this playing out and being able to sustain the initiatives and the projects that you're working with in the long run, also keeping in mind how COVID-19 is impacting our economy? I think, Dawn, that we have to try and understand
2: the impact at the local level. So in the agriculture space, as you know, smallholder farmers are not homogeneous. Their needs are different and specific to their particular requirements. So it is important for us to understand what are the requirements at the local level, and to then find innovative ideas in which to assist and to help people through this lockdown period. In farming, you lose a season; it is catastrophic. And so, our absolute priority at the moment is to make sure that our farmers do not lose planting season. If it is livestock, that the feed is in place. You've got to make sure that the basics is in place. You've got to find creative ideas. You have to be willing to take on board additional risk in this period. That is very, very important. It is not business as usual. And funders have a deeper appreciation and understanding what is working at the local level. And we have to design funding instruments that are appropriate to these circumstances. But over and above that, to continue to work towards making sure that farmers have access to farming inputs as well as access to market.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Nadra. Any message that you have to farmers and people who would actually be interested in supporting the jobs fund and building partnerships with you? I think it's very important for for us to be able to learn from each
2: other, to communicate openly, transparently about what the actual situation is and to then be able to assist and provide type of assistance that is appropriate. But I think farmers are the most resilient people. They are the most courageous people. I always have a deep admiration for the farming community. And I think that we are resilient people and we must count on that. But I think it's also very important to reach out and to make sure that you are informed. There is no substitute for not making sure that you know what is going on around you. So reach out, ask questions, contact, use your network um, share information with farmers around you. Learn from each other and support each other through this.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Najwa, and everything of the best with the Jobs Fund. And all the best with your lockdown working. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dawn. The same to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us, Najwa Ali Edris. One of the trending stories on Food for Mzanzi is about 21-year-old Northwest farm owner and manager Tepiso Lekaba. He says a Food from Zanzi article about his journey has connected him with other farmers in Mzanzi to set up new business deals.
4: Uh, food from Mzanzi, there's a lot to say about Food from Mzanzi. It has uh, opened a lot of thoughts for me. I've managed to engage with farmers especially small-scale farmers around South Africa and I've also achieved a lot in in farming because of food from Zanzi I've managed to get some fundings because of food from Zanzi and I've also it has encouraged me to work hard than ever before food from Zanzi that's why I think of food from Zanzi man. food from Zanzi is a name that I praise every day and agricultural magazine that I praise actually what I think of Food from Zanzi is, it is opening a lot of doors for small scale farmers, uh, commercial farmers, especially young farmers, young farmers like me. And I think it's such a great platform, especially for us farmers. It's exposing a lot of young farmers to agricultural sector. That's what I think of of Food from Zanzi. Man. There's a lot to say.
0: Thanks for the inspiration, Tepi Kabe. We feel honoured to have told your story. For more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa, stay tuned to www.foodformzanzi.co.za or simply follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.
1: Now for that book review we promised. This week's book is In the Driving Seat. Lessons in Leadership by Brian Pretorius. Let's hear how Food for Zanzi's co-founder Ivor Price experienced the book.
5: Hey Mzanzi, so this week we are reading a proudly South African business book called In the Driving Seat Lessons in Leadership. It was written by Brand Pretorius, recently been published, and if the name sounds vaguely familiar, he's the former MD of Toyota SA Marketing and he later took over as the Chief Executive Officer of the McCarthy Group. The big reason I'm also giving this book a thumbs up is simply because Brand Pretorius knows exactly what it takes to be a leader. It's not one of those books that have been written by people who've never made their hands dirty. It's not one of those books written by celebrities who pretend to know it all. I mean this guy has literally worked on a global business stage and he's had to make some pretty tough business decisions in his life and career and these decisions have always been based on a long-term view. If you're wondering why you as somebody working in the agri sector should even worry or care about this book. It's simple. This book really gives a rare insight into the dynamics of making money in Mzansi. It tells you exactly how our country's business leaders are navigating our unique complexities and best of all, it is filled with wisdom of his hard experience. Look, let's also be honest here, most of us will probably never do business on such a large scale as Brand Pretorius, but I do believe that I've personally learned a lot from Brand Pretorius' leadership lessons and also how it can be applied in all spheres of my own life. So in the driving seat, Lessons in Leadership is an inspirational gripping book and I'm really happy that Farmers Inside Track Club members have selected it as their book of the week.
0: And from our book of the week to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, over to you, Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, an agricultural economist at Northwest University.
6: Welcome to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, made possible by Standard Bank. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news, please subscribe to the AMT YouTube page and follow us on Facebook. But let's go and see what happened to vegetable prices the past week. The potato price decreased by 2% week-on-week to 2,955 per 10kg back. Demand is slightly higher, but buyers remain extremely price-sensitive at the moment, resulting in prices to likely stay on its current levels this week. The tomato price increased by 2% last week to 649 per kilogram, with a slight improvement in demand. We are expecting increasing volumes and demand, to keep prices around its current levels. The carrot price decreased by 6% week-on-week week to 4.18 per kilogram with a limited demand also negatively affecting this price. Low carrot volumes this week due to some producers that is out of the market is giving some support to these prices. The onion price also decreased the past week to 5.49 per kilogram, mostly due to two production regions currently in the market, resulting in higher volumes. Demand is, however, still good considering the current market environment. Other vegetable prices traded as follows cabbages on 2.62 garlic on R$110.37, spinach on 3.69 sweet potatoes on 3.56 peppers on 11.3 cents and chilies on 5.84 per kilogram in general we are expecting the colder weather towards the weekend to support demand for the vegetable market but consumers to remain price sensitive In contrast to this, the fruit market can expect some additional pressure due to the colder weather, moving demand away from these markets. Most fruit prices are therefore likely to remain under pressure due to this very weak demand and volumes still accumulating on the markets. The banana price decreased by 8% to 721 last week with low demand that will continue to drive these prices downwards. The latest Apple price traded 1% lower on 6.67 with the latest pear price on 6.87 per kilogram. The orange price decreased by 7% week on week to 335 per kilogram with higher volumes still driving these prices downwards at the moment. The other market remains uh, strong in the midst of this declining market increasing by 2% to 10.67 per kilogram. Pineapple prices decreased by 29% week on week to 920 per kilogram, which is 53% lower than a month ago. Low volumes continues to support the grape price, increasing by 21% to 482. Other fruit prices traded as follows. Mangoes on 24.38 peaches on 13 rand and 9 cents and the latest lemon price on 4 and 19 most likely to decrease over the coming week due to low quality that's still delivered on the markets the general feeling on the market is that buyers are currently buying less at the moment irrespective of the price which is a good indication of less money that is available especially when considering the lower lsm groups and to stay up to date with the latest prices and news on the fresh produce markets of South Africa, please, sub- 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 please subscribe to the AMT YouTube page and also follow us on Facebook. This broadcast was made possible by Standard Bank. These overviews of the fresh-produced markets in South Africa is of course made possible by Standard Bank. And to get more information on this, please visit the AMT Facebook as well as YouTube pages. This AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the market was made possible
1: by Standard Bank. Back to you, Dawn and Duncan. Thanks, Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, who brought us this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook. For more information, go to amtrends.co.za. Dawn, that's a wrap for this week then. Remember, if you love the podcast, please, please share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers.
0: That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Please stay safe out there and follow Food for Zanzi's COVID-19 support page for the latest information. From me, Dawn Numdu.
1: And me, Duncan Masua. And the rest of the Food for Zanzi team. Have a great week. Ciao.
2: You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track Podcast. Supported by Food for Zanzi. For more information, find us on www. Dot farmersinsidetrack.co.za.